Disney presents... Dis Talk. And here they come, walking right down the middle of Main Street are your hosts. Bria. Hi, Dis fam. Our Disney princess, Biffity Bria. Thanks for soaring with us. Terry. Hey, everyone. He's a talented teddy bear, the most dapper fella. Keep moving forward. Liz. Hey, guys. An expert in food and magic, Chim Chim Churro. Meet me at the churro cart. And Sage. Hey, party people. Our entertainer full of Disney dreams and jokes, Sage Starkey TV. Make magic and keep laughing. Please keep your hands and arms inside the podcast at all times. And enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to World of Diz Talk. My name is Bria, and I'll be your chief flight attendant this evening. <laughs> I was like, what is this voice? Where is this going? <laughs> the voice went all over the place, but it got there eventually. Sorry, so. Started off as the phantasmic lady, ended up as Patrick Waterburton. Waterburton? Or War- Warburton, sorry. <laughs> like Patrick Waterburger. <laughs> like a water buffalo, you know. Oh, this has already gotten to a wild start. Okay, so... I'm really excited for this episode. I think we say that every episode. We do, but it's true. It's so true. And I am here with my lovely cast, Sage, Liz, and Terry. How are you guys doing tonight? We're great. (laughs) Thank you for speaking for all of us, Sage. (laughs) Terry is actually miserable. You know, fine. <laughs> Jeez. Would you like to tell us something? No, I'm kidding. I'm actually actually tonight, I know last episode I said that, you know, there's always something that goes wrong. I mean, and we're pretty early on in the episode, so like knock on some wood, but like we're doing okay. Technology has cooperated <laughs> oh, so far. So I mean, I've already mm. knocked on the wood. We're doing we're doing fine. Oh, okay. We'll be okay. <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing great to answer your question. <laughs> Okay, guys. So I thought we could start off this episode by getting to know each other. Now, I know you at home are thinking, listen, I have been listening to your podcast (laughs) for a while now. I know way too much about you guys already. (laughs) But really, you only know the Disney bubble side of us, which is there really another side of us? No. Uh, You know, I guess we'll explore that tonight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're about to find we're out about to find out so i thought i'd just get started and kind of like introduce the the non-disney side of me and then we'd kind of go in in our little square um terry liz sage and uh if you're not interested in hearing the the unique different side of us i guess you can just skip ahead <laughs> Like what? Ten minutes in, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, don't worry. I'll put it. I'll put in a timestamp that hey, you can, thanks. you know, fast forward through all this crap. <laughs> but in case you're interested to know who your hosts are, aside from their Disney personas, uh, here we go. So hi everyone. I'm Bippity Bria. That's still my Disney persona, but we're gonna move on now. Uh, currently, I am. <laughs> 
Currently, I work as a children's librarian, but I'm Switchly. 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 I like mm -hmm. that. That's that's my cousin's name. <laughs> you know. Switchly. Switchly. <laughs> I'm, I'm quickly shifting gears um, into more writer-esque life, and I'm really excited. I'm starting to write for some of my favorite blogs, um, which I can't say their names here. But you know, maybe if you're looking at these blogs someday too, you'll be like, hey, I know that girl. She talks a lot on the world of Diz Talk. <laughs> um, I write for a video game website and I also work for a, a Disney blog website. So um, some of my favorite things are, um, I love to chalk draw. I actually going back into a little bit of the Disney side of me again, I'd really love to chalk draw for Festival of the Arts at Epcot someday. But that okay. would be so cool. That would be so much fun. I would I love would that. fly right out to, to see. Uh, I would cry the whole time and people would be like <laughs> really uncomfortable, but her tears would be like messing up her chalk drawing. <laughs> Like, oh, I gotta do this again. As she... <laughs> like, oh no! It just adds a touch of realism to her Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> They're like, chalk drawing. yeah, it's always it's gonna be Lilo and Stitch. It's just the ocean. <laughs> it's the ocean, ocean of her tears. I call it six two tears. Six two tears. Oh, that's what it is. Six, six tears six. All right, that was the better six joke. Sorry. <laughs> was it though? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I also uh, I love video games when I've got the time to play for play them. Um, I love to read. I take bubble baths and I like to strum on my ukulele. So, you know, just your normal average twenty year old things to do. Um, I live with my my hubby. We've been married for three years, and also I live with my bearded dragon Mushu. She's currently sitting behind me in a tank and she's glaring at me because it's way past her bedtime, but we're going to keep recording. And aside from Disney, I do love to travel other places. I know that's shocking, but I do. I love to travel. And my favorite other destination to go to is uh, Meow Wolf. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it's like yeah. an interactive art exhibit and it's so cool and quirky and you can find them in um new mexico vegas. and vegas i want to go to the vegas one so badly but the only one that i've been to is the one in santa fe oh life-changing i loved it so um and if you want to know a couple of my flaws i'm impatient and i suck at math so <laughs> oh no God. i didn't realize we were getting so personal i thought <laughs> right. we were like talking about I, like something <laughs> when i said we were gonna get to know each other i meant we were gonna get to know each other <laughs> And Whoa, now you know. Okay. All right, Terry, go for it. What do you now, okay. Oh, man, I'm going to have to unpack some things then. Okay, cool. Um, well, hi, everyone. My name is Terry, if you hi, didn't Terry. know. Hi, hi, hi Terry. Oh, no, hi, it's Terry. Is it Diz Talk Anonymous? <laughs> I mean, there yes. are worse places to be, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, the yeah, shirt. There are worse places to be. That's incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, my name is Terry. Let's start there. I um, am known as the most dapper fella that is like my Disney persona. Um, to be completely honest, there is not much 
<laughs> outside of like the realm of Disney that I would say defines me. Um, it's a lot of like, I'm a big video games person. I love yeah. me some video games. I actually just finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Um, it was my first Final Fantasy game that I have played and it was incredible. I cannot wait to see um, the other parts because apparently they are continuing the story of Final Fantasy VII, which I didn't realize that like the remake was just one section of the game. So mm -hmm. they're doing the other sections in other games and it's going to be like a trilogy or like a series. I'm excited for it. I'm very, very excited. Um, but yeah, I am a huge fan of like the last of us parts one and two. Those games are also incredible. Um, I think what it boils down to for me is like interactive storytelling is something that just really speaks to me and both final fantasy seven and the last of us have really incredible stories with really well developed really well-developed characters and um it's just something i enjoy i'm also i love music um i'm a big like choral music guy i love me some choirs um i was in a chorus in college that went to a national convention so hey. i yeah i love me some choral music and then um let's see here what else? What else do I need to talk about? What, what are your flaws? Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, so, how are your math skills? My, I'm not the best at math. Um, I always make this joke where it's like, oh, I, duh, Terry, talk about musical theater. I love musical theater, by the way, um, and because I'm a musical theater like performer, uh, one of my biggest jokes is like, <laughs> I can really only count up to 32, like maximum. Yes, and that's, yes. The, that's as far as I go. Um, <laughs> so, me and math, not the best of friends, um, but I also say like one of my biggest flaws of this is what we're doing is i'm really indecisive <laughs> um really indecisive like yeah i take i'm literally thinking of how to i'm trying to decide what direction to talk about my indecisiveness but we're just gonna let that speak for itself you're like cheating from a good place yes but yeah um i am i'm pretty indecisive as a person so that's that's one of my biggest flaws i suppose um terry um i know that the other two are here but um i feel like we should like just branch out and do our own video game podcast right now <laughs> i mean yeah uh, honestly just... I, I give you my blessing because you said final <laughs> fantasy and the last first thing i thought of was like final destination and that's a completely different thing holy cow different <laughs> very very different but i i could talk about super mario world 3 that's probably the last video game that I've played that I could talk about. All right, okay. we'll let you guest star. <laughs> the, the, last, the last video game I played only because I'm sure there were Disney characters in it and there were Final Fantasy characters in it was Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts. And that's literally the only game I've ever played. So I can do Flat Mario and that's about it. Anything Flat else Mario. I get. I'm, I'm the person that like gets stuck in the corner and like I'm trying to turn around, but the gun is like stuck and my head just keeps hitting into the wall and I'm like, how oh, do no. I turn around? game <laughs> that's funny I can't, I can't do it well thank you terry uh, liz would you like to share your deep dark uh non-disney side with us i would um hi i'm liz hi liz, hi, liz. <laughs> i i have a brick in disneyland just kidding <laughs> oh my god wait you do i do 
that's that's not what we're talking that's not what we're here to talk about there, there's another episode where we can talk all about that the brick just kidding i don't know how long we can talk about apparently i can talk about it for a long time all right moving on <laughs> uh i am the oldest of the group the oldest and the wisest i'm sure oh yeah uh no but i am no, the oldest so not, but not by a whole much though so you're good <laughs> can you do math I actually math is one of my strong suits. Okay, so. then you're probably the wisest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna put that on my flaw. I cannot do geometry, but I'm pretty good at algebra. Not yeah. to brag or anything, but So when someone hands you cash and they want to know how much cash to give them back, you don't like count on your hands, like your fingers, like you know. Sometimes changes can it can get a little tricky. I don't really yeah. deal with cash all that much, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, but if the Walt Disney Railroad was traveling at three miles an hour. <laughs> How many IPs would you get <laughs> in 30 minutes? <laughs> PEMDAS, PEMDAS. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, um, I... I am actually a classically trained musician. So um, yeah. I have played the violin for... Uh, about 30 years, actually, if we're talking wow. about a long time. Um, I play the violin, the viola, the piano, the organ, and I'm currently learning the guitar, which yeah. is challenging. <laughs> yeah. I'm really having a hard time with the guitar. So it's very different from any instrument I've played before, but I'm learning, um, and that's fun. So I have a real-life... Um, corporate job uh but i supplement a lot of that uh my time with creative projects such as tiktok this podcast um i do lots of art um i painted a mural last summer mm -hmm. uh it was about 19 feet tall and about 15 feet wide in my living room whoa that's awesome um it was i'd never done it before but i wanted to i've always wanted to do it so i just I did it because there was nothing else going on last summer. Oh, is that that <laughs> colorful wall that you like shoot some of your TikToks yeah. in front of? Okay, it's, it's super so cool. pretty. Yeah, so I kind of, I found some different pictures that I liked online and then kind of combined them together, mapped it out, and I just went for it. So I learned a lot. So if anybody out there is going to paint a wall mural, hit me up because I've got some really good advice for you before you start. Awesome. You're also an awesome cookie decorator. I yeah. do. I do like to decorate cookies. I it, that's something I'm learning how to do. Learning, but. you're like a pro at it. <laughs> when I watched you make the stitch cookie, I was like, mail it to me. Yeah, yeah, like not for nothing, Liz, but I definitely submitted you for chopped. So oh my gosh. Can you imagine <laughs> the pressure? Really? I I would crack under that pressure for sure. And I would watch every minute. Of Liz, <laughs> Liz wins top chef. I can't wait. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. No, there's no way. But I do. I like to have a lot of different creative outlets. So I like to try new creative projects all the time. So I'm always doing that. I could carry on with these um, ridiculous, endless fun facts about me. But um, I'd just like to point out that my favorite foods are raspberries and doc diet dr pepper is my drink of choice okay um i love to dance and i'm really good at getting on the jumbotron at sporting events <laughs> i love how quirky of a detail that was 
my I go well I used to go a lot my husband is a huge sports guy and um we'd always go to like his favorite is call it well he loves college football he loves all sports but college football and we'd go to University of Utah football games and I find them entertaining enough but I like the band and I like dancing <laughs> so um this is the dumbest story but there is a lady <laughs> And for like a really long time, like she's, I don't know her age, but she's got like full gray hair. And there was a certain part of the game, I think it's in between the third and fourth quarter, and she would go in front of the band and dance and they would play this song. And They called her the crazy lady and she would dance like all crazy. And then somebody was like, Liz, you're going to be the next crazy lady. Do it. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> Wait, did you list off your flaws? No, I haven't yet. <laughs> okay. My flaws are um, I am fairly impatient as a person. I'm not very good at patience. And um, I don't get embarrassed easily. So I don't know if that's a flaw or <laughs> something you should just embrace. I make a fool of myself often and people are like, aren't you embarrassed? And I'm like, I probably should be. <laughs> I think Thank that's you. it. I think we've covered everything. That, about that was a way to go out with a bang there, Liz. That was good. Um, Sage, can you top that? I'm going to do my best to make this as l the, the least obnoxious as possible. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> impossible. Im impossible. Um, so my name is Sage. My handle is Sage. I Sage. <laughs> and I'm a Diz Talkaholic. <laughs> um, uh, my uh, handle is Sage Starkey TV, just kind of on, on all, all social media platforms. It's not just my Disney handle. It's just kind of my my handle. Uh, it's not just my Disney side because if, you, if you're on my Instagram, I post all of the stuff that I'm doing. Um, <clears throat> uh, I've just i know this is a little more disney but i've i've always disney's always been a big part of my life because my parents were both performers at disney uh disney world um they both did hoopty do uh my father opened up uh animal kingdom as um in in the jungle book live show if you haven't looked that up look that look it's really interesting ah, cool um uh, my mother was Esmeralda in the Hunchback live show at the, the studios. Like uh, it's, you know, the, the whole thing spirals out of control. So it was more, it was like a kind of passing of the torch. So I've always kind of been a performer and Disney, Disney's performer has run, has been, has run in my blood for a long time. Uh, musical theater is my background. I love musical theater. Um, I, I, I can't see myself doing anything else uh, but performing, but specifically musical theater. Um, I always ask this question to people who like other theater friends and, uh, you know, like, all right, this is a fun getting to know you thing. If you could play, uh, like, what part could you play from now until you're 40 and then from when you're 40 until you're like 65? Oh. Um, and from now, from if I now until I'm like 40, I would want to play uh, Princeton and Avenue Q. Uh, if you're familiar with that, okay. and then okay. from, or when I'm 40 to 65, I would like to play Scar in The Lion King. Um, oh, nice! So the, that would be my other thing. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, um, I've got the opportunity to do a lot of really cool things. Uh, I helped Jimmy Fallon um, open up uh, his ride. Uh, in Universal Studios Orlando, I helped him create the uh, Ragtime Gals show. That was super cool. Ah, um, love that guy. 
Yeah, he's super cool. Um, nothing is nothing is like old to him. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, what is this? Is this is this a is this a candy bar? Oh my god, this is incredible. Uh he's he's he's, he's super cool. Um uh I also oh, my wife and I we uh co-own a top 40s band, sound up band, which is very cool. We've been fortunate enough to travel a whole bunch. I'm trying to think the coolest uh so the coolest place we've ever been. Uh we got to perform in Abu Dhabi last year, our band. Uh, so cool. So that was super cool. But my my favorite performance we've, we've ever done was March 14th of 2020. <laughs> and yeah. we, we closed down Walt Disney World. Simple Plan wasn't able to make it. And they said, Sound Up Band, can you make it? And we said, yes. And then while we were on stage, we got a notification on our phone that says, Disney World was closing tomorrow for what we thought was two weeks, which ended up being months and months and months. Um, That's wild. Yes. Uh, so that's my professional thing. Just, perf they, uh, you know, obviously I'm a director, singer, and actor and stuff like that. Can so, you oh, sing us something right now? Oh, he's going to do the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the whole show. Uh, no, but uh, you, I'll, 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 we'll, we'll post it on World of Diz Talk, um, <laughs> our, our, our TikTok. That's what we'll do. Once he's warmed up. Uh, right, right, yes. right. Uh, my favorite, everybody knows, My, uh, I love a good happy hour. Happy hour is one of my favorite times. No. Uh, fun facts. Fun facts. What are facts that are fun? Oh, your flaws. What, flaws. We, need, we need your flaws. Flaws. Oh, oh flaws. How oh, are you at match? I think you I'm said awful right. at math. Um, <laughs> no, uh, my flaws are is that I am I try and do too many things at once. Uh, I like to I like to, if 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 I could like if I could live a thousand lifetimes and remember all of those lifetimes, I would. Like I just want to do everything. You know what I mean? I feel that. So mm -hmm. so that's but you one of do my... it. I just feel it. So. <laughs> no, no I, I I I I strongly attempt it, but but sometimes you know I spread myself too thin for sure. Um, and another flaw is, um, I am I. I make too much time for work that I don't get to spend enough time with my friends so I always enjoy these moments of World of Diz Talk where I get to Yay. sit and talk and chat because I'm usually a big old bossy pants just ask Liz so, uh, <laughs> why me? because you called me bossy earlier <laughs> oh right uh, but I no was, I was talking to my husband about that the other day I was like when Sage when you reached out to me to make this podcast like start this podcast at first yep. I was like oh all four of these creators this is going to be such a great platform for us and now when I know we're going to do another recording I'm like I get to hang out with my friends tonight <laughs> yeah. a thousand percent that's and that's what and this my is. mood has completely so changed and I'm just <laughs> glad that we've got listeners that are along for the ride because <laughs> A thousand percent. I'm yeah, trying to think of anything else that hey, I haven't Sage, mentioned. If yes. you could have dinner with somebody dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, oh. that is a great question. That is question, question is oddly simple. Um, <laughs> I uh, would choose alive. I would choose alive as well. Oh my! God. <laughs> You're so dumb. I just—it just got me. It just got me. <laughs> Are you guys ready for 
the game of the episode. Dun dun dun. Let's do it. I mean, that sounds ominous, but let's yeah. go. I'm nervous all I've, now. All I've told my friends here is that we are doing some improv, and so I didn't have them prep anything ahead of time. I just picked some topics out for them. This game is called Talk About It. So I'm going to give my lovely <gasps> co-host a topic, and they have to talk about it for a minute straight. That means no pauses, no thinking about it. They just have to say the first thing that comes out of their mouth for a minute. Anxiety is, is, is rising. I <laughs> <laughs> do my hair talk. Check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling overwhelmed. You're just missing a song the whole time. Hopefully it's Hamilton and I'll just start singing all the lyrics to Hamilton. <laughs> oh no. So wait, so is there a goal in mind? Like are we are we reaching an end goal? Like a minute. We... Okay, is there that's... a winner? Is yeah, is there a winner? Like how do you determine? <laughs> Who wins? I We're mean, gonna pick a number. Yeah. <laughs> I am that scars me still. That oh, the Um, I don't know. I guess we can just kind of judge it on our own, you know, scale no at the end and mm. see who did the best. I oh, guess. Great. No rules are the best rules. I'll take yeah. notes. Um You're actually, Liz, you have an extra job here. Um, while the game is going on. I would like you to come up with a topic for me. So, okay. Um, which means that you're actually going to go first. So it gives you more time to think okay. about my time. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Are we sure okay? that's the best idea? No. no. <laughs> hey, I just, I just I want just... you to know that I'm, I'm very kind to you here. So are you ready? No. Yes. Okay. Oh boy. All right, Liz. This is your topic. I have 60 seconds on the clock. Um Liz, tell us step by step how you clean your brick at Disneyland. Oh my gosh. Well, earlier I mentioned I could talk about my brick endlessly. So now thank you for giving me the opportunity. The first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna get a little Ziploc baggie and you're gonna pack it full with a couple of things that you need and you're gonna have to take it on an airplane. So make sure that there's not too much liquid or they're gonna confiscate it. If you have too much powder, they might think that it's drugs. So you have to be very careful. There's a very fine balance of barkeeper's friend versus brasso versus magic erasers. You have to be very very strategic in what you bring. I typically cut up a little rag and I bring a couple little rag strips, a little container with some brasso paste, a little bit of barkeeper's friend, which by the way, cleans excellently. Get a little Dasani water while you're in Disneyland. Boo. Pour it on the medallion, sprinkle a little barkeeper's friend, make sure that you clean it up within a minute of application. You just get the little magic eraser, you scrub it in a circular motion, for about 15 seconds, dry Time. it off in the bag. Oh, you wow. did it! See, that was so easy, though. That was so easy. But the process is a lot, though, Liz. Like, it is. I just I'm love that you spend, like, you have to find so the perfect balance of things to get through TSA. Like, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> that's, that's thorough as... That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> the price I pay of having to fly to Disneyland. <laughs> but... Well done. Very yeah, nice. Nicely done. <laughs> she still good. got the shiniest brick out there. That's all right. right. Just remember how kind I was to you. Um, okay. Noted. Okay. Yes. No, thank no, you. No, 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 Liz. <laughs> I know. You know better. <laughs> you know better. 
Well, Sage, then it's your turn next. Okay. Um, I just want you for a minute straight to um, tell me your thoughts on your true real thoughts on Muppet Vision 3D and Hollywood Studios. All right. So I love Muppet Vision 3D. Here's what basically happens. You're going in and it's incredible because it has a whole bunch of like little, you know, ties and nods to the Muppet show. Uh, like uh, uh, a net full of jello. There's actually like a net full of jello, like when you're watching the pre-show. It's no, for, for serious. Like, and, and she was one of the guests on uh, on the actual Muppet show. And when you see the pre-show and then like Riz is like, hey, everybody, I'm a mouse. And like Mickey's like, no, you're not the mouse. I'm the mouse. And Riz is like, but I'm a rat. And <laughs> go and watch the show. So uh, we decide to go watch the show, right? And we go watch the show. And now you enter this theater. By the way, it is 3D. You are wearing 3D glasses. Don't wear, don't put on the 3D glass until you're seated because, you know, you may trip. Anyway, you're watching Muppet Vision 3D. And then all of a sudden they're in the balcony, you know, the Statler and Waldorf. Hey, Waldorf, we're, it's bolted to the seats. Or I think that's a line at some point. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and then the curtain opens. And what's really cool is that it's not just the, the 3D screen. They have these really cool penguin, like animatronics. I'm oh, yes. Ended at the penguins. Eng ended at the penguins. <laughs> there you go. Hey, very nice. that. So did you say that the, the, the netted jelly was a guest star. So a net full of jello. Yeah, a, a jello. She is she is actually a, a famous person. Oh my gosh! I thought you said a net full of jelly. No, so, and no, so he did. I, I oh. did. So there's so there's actually. I'm. So, <laughs> so there's actually a tie uh, to her. So uh, a net full of fun uh, jello. She uh, um she's a an actual celebrity, but in the Muppets um pre-show there's actually a net like an actual like a, like a fish net full of jello i'm i'm catching up now <laughs> have you ever seen peewee herman's christmas special yes no. she's in it <laughs> i try to avoid peewee herman at all costs but well i loved that when i was growing up <laughs> oh no he's here <laughs> he's here he's here are you ready for your turn, Terry. <sighs> I mean, after hearing my other two hosts, I'm feeling a little better about it. Better? So, a okay. little bit. All but right. I have a feeling Bria's going to be like, <laughs> talk about something you know nothing about. <laughs> no, no, you know you know something about this. But um, uh -oh. it, it'll be good. So um, if you were to meet Walt Disney, how would that conversation go? <sighs> So a lot of what I think I would want to talk to Walt about would be um, just like how much he's inspired a whole bunch of people, myself included. Um, he literally like, I don't think he would understand like the impact that he's had beyond his like passing away. Um, also, are we, am I talking to ghost Walt? Who knows? Um, but I think he... Um, I think I would I would just genuinely want to be like, hey, like you've inspired so many people. Look at like, I'm assuming this conversation is taking place at Walt Disney World, probably in front of Cinderella Castle, because that is just where I want it to take place. But I feel like I'd be like, look at what was like made and like, look at how far we've come. Like Walt Disney World, your big dream Florida project, like is a reality. And like, here is what it has become. Here are the parks that are international now. Like the Walt Disney Company is so much bigger than I think that you ever envisioned it and could time. be. You did it! Ooh. Yay! P.S. I farted in your apartment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why did I just 
I'm so sorry. It, it's, it's funny of you to assume that Walt's ghost would be haunting Walt Disney World and not Disney. I, I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. I mean, Same. fair. <laughs> fair. He's like, well, but was we... it was it your minute to talk? No. <laughs> He didn't really get to experience it, so right. He's like, "Ooh, how did I get here? What is this?" Walt just used the, you know, the <laughs> the utilidor between the haunted mansion at Disneyland and Disney World. Yeah, the cross country utilidor. <laughs> cross country utilidor. How come I've never used that? Oh man, I don't it's, know. It's a cast member exclusive. I, I don't see, know, man. I see. Okay. All right, Bria. Oh boy. Do I time myself? No, or... I don't trust you. Uh, I'll, no? Cool. I, I'll, do I do you want to time? <laughs> you got it. I got. I got my calculator up. So. Okay. Good. Was <laughs> <laughs> waiting for it to come back. Um. Okay. I would like you to talk about the best pin you've ever purchased. Go. So one of the best pins I've ever purchased was at Disney Springs. And it was in the pin trading booth or the pin trading, yeah, you know, store. And I was really excited because it was my first, like, pin that I waited in line for, for, like, an exclusive, like, release. It was, like, dropped that day. And it was a Beauty and the Beast pin. And it was, like, a blind box. And Ooh. when I opened it, I was I was really nervous because I really wanted a good one and I didn't want a lame one. And I got, um, oh, it's it's a beautiful pin of Belle and Beast. And basically what I remember of that is that it started a fire in me. And I was like, I have to have more. And now I look at my walls and they're covered with pins. And thinking about that one time that I bought a pin... <laughs> at Disney World and how it like ignited something dangerous it is a lot of fun I also Hi. hey <laughs> good job sorry that it was a super vague pin that I described it was nope. Beauty and the Beast and it was beautiful and that was it that's all you got <laughs> yeah but it's still cool and special so so who I won yeah me <laughs> Pick a number between one and seventy-two. Because whoever, <laughs> yes, you're correct. If I've learned nothing. Yes. The number is always but I seventy-two. Was my gosh. But <laughs> my, husband, my husband pointed that out. He paused the episode after I got so upset during the episode that Terry won, and he goes, "He always picks seventy-two. I don't know why you haven't caught on. He's like, you deserve to lose." <laughs> All right, but seriously, who won? <laughs> Uh, eeny, meeny, miny. I'd say Liz did a pretty thorough job with her cleaning of the brick there. Go, Liz. So I'll get go, Liz. There we go. Snaps thank for you. you. Thank you. Thank you. As long as it wasn't Terry. <laughs> <laughs> no way that, was I picking that Terry. Is... Terry wins all the time. This is my episode. Terry there always wins. <laughs> that is her no, subject. I don't. <laughs> Terry always wins. He's too good at games. <laughs> okay, team. Let's have some fun. We've had no fun. <laughs> so let's have some fun. Thank let's. goodness. I was going to tell you about it earlier, but I'm glad we're doing it now. So you might be in high school. 
you might have graduated high school you might have graduated high school a long long time or you might you know not be in high school yet but whatever the case might be you probably know about senior superlatives does that ring a bell to you guys oh ding, yeah ding, ding. i remember yeah. mine uh you, i remember mine one? too <laughs> yeah mine was i was most muscular <laughs> <laughs> yep most muscular <laughs> it was casted in as a joke and everyone went with it and i am forever next to the high school quarterback <laughs> In, in the, in, it's so funny because we had to pose together, and he is actually muscular, and I was a twig. So. <laughs> there he is. That's awesome. What was yours, Liz? <laughs> Most likely to play my violin for President Bush while he stumbled through the word conflagration. Oh, that's, that's, that's so specific. specific. Wow. Okay, Utah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I thought it would be a lot of fun if we gave some superlatives to some of our favorite or least favorite lands at the Disney parks. So, I've given my fellow co-host some superlatives that they had to hand out, and we are just going to make our Disney yearbook, so to speak. <laughs> so, I'm trying to decide who should go first here. How about we'll go Sage and then we'll just work our way around. So Sage, tell us the first superlative of the evening. So I guess we'll start with uh, the wild card or the most unpredictable, uh, AKA you never know what you're gonna get. Um, and the one, the land that I chose was Africa at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, and here are my reasonings behind this. <laughs> Terry. <clears throat> Sorry, this is really funny, actually, <laughs> but go ahead. <clears throat> well, first of all, wild card. I mean, <laughs> you know, wild animals. Um, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, you took uh, it very literally but, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, but so what I'll say about Africa is like, it's supposed to represent like an African village, but some people like they don't really understand. Like they're, they're like, Oh, this is kind of like, you know, it's, it's not very detailed. And like, it's like, it's just a bunch of like weird buildings and things like that. Like the, the telephone poles, like, what is that? The holes in the wall, the mysterious knocking on doors. Like, what is this? Um, but it's weird. Cause it was, it was actually perfectly and meticulously designed that way, you know? So it's like, it, it's, it's I, I call it a wild card because you're not really quite sure unless you're like really looking at it and really know the stuff behind it. You know, you can't really um, understand it. I guess the word you don't really understand like how great it is unless you like know all the behind the scenes details. So like, uh, you know, just like Joe Rody, we talked about this in the last episode, Joe Rody, like he like there's a reason that those telephone poles are there. There's a reason like, uh, you know, there's this mysterious knock on the door is because all of these things are like actually so detailed that it makes it normal life for like you know like in an african village so it's like it's, it's like a kind of a weird like toss-up you just never really quite understand like that's why it's that's why it's a wild card you don't truly appreciate that's the word appreciate goodness gracious <laughs> you don't truly appreciate it until like you really understand what it is also 
Um, the reason that it's a wild card, you never know what you're going to get because the safari and Gorilla Falls could literally be the most beautiful and majestic like experiences or just like hot and boring because they're all sleeping. <laughs> so you literally have that's why it's a wild card because you never know what you're going to get. Uh, also, once they bring back the night tours, I strongly recommend the night safari if you haven't done it yet. Have you guys done that yet? No, mm -hmm. I haven't. No. It's, I strongly recommend it because that's when like a lot of the, like the lions, like uh, the, the night mm. tour, like the lion, like actually walked out to Pride Rock and like roar. And I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Also Harambe Market and Folk, you know, they're uh, for Festival of Lion King. They're both there. You just like, you would not expect everything to be as good as it is in just like this, like location. So that's that's why I think Africa is definitely in Africa and Disney's Animal Kingdom. I think uh, that is the wild card, uh, or the wild card, the most unpredictable. You never know what you're going to get. That's my superlative. Can you explain the the knocking on the door a little bit further? Because I think I've missed something there. What, <laughs> so, so I don't know if you've if you've. Walked so if, if you're walking from the bridge to, that leads to Africa to Kilimanjaro safaris uh, on the uh, a safari sorry on the left hand side there is like uh, every once in a while there's this just like knock on the door now I don't necessarily know if there's an actual meaning behind it other than to bring the community to life a little bit mm. um, you ha have you, you have you heard that knock on the door before no no yeah yeah <laughs> so they're nodding though yeah Can I, I have <laughs> I actually I used to work. Uh, third-party merchandise <laughs> as like just a second job um and my location was actually like you know they're like those wind spinners sage next to the bathrooms at that gift shop that was like my job and okay. so i heard that knock like every <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> Oh, so that's not repeat. even special to Terry. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know like, exactly what? what you're talking about. I think it is just like atmosphere background yeah. noise. Because a lot of people will like they'll hear it and they'll be like, What is going like what is that? And I'm like, oh no, that's just that's the storytelling. <laughs> like, right. That's there it is. How it is. So right. But again, uh, it's uh, again. You you have no idea what you're going to get. You know, it, you could you could walk by and not hear that knock, like we just talked about, Bria. That that atmosphere may not be there, or you could experience it every ten minutes, and you're like, "Wow, the detail of this is incredible." Fair, <laughs> you know? fair. So that's why nice. I think uh, uh, Africa and Disney Animal Kingdom is the wild card. Good start. Awesome. All right, Liz, <clears throat> go for it. Okay. Um most likely to never change i have selected tomorrowland <laughs> Wait, in disneyland or disney world it doesn't matter it like, okay yes cool. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like there um consistently we have missed opportunities at updating this to be more of a true tomorrowland um, the catchphrase is yesterday's tomorrow today. And that could not be more true. <laughs> Tomorrowland <laughs> is made up of uh, what the future looked like in the 60s and 70s, maybe the 50s even. Um, I feel like it is so dated. And instead of overhauling it, they they make little changes and little tweaks that are mm. just never quite right. Right. Um, 
And now in Disneyland, they have Star Wars mixed in there where it shouldn't yeah. be. And like, I don't know what you do with that. I don't know if it's like that in Disney World. No, so is that is that how you get is that how you get to Galaxy's Edge from Tomorrowland? No, no. <laughs> you oh, go through Frontierland, no. right? Oh, yeah, you go through Frontierland, but Star Tours is in Tomorrowland. Yeah. So no, it's Star Tours is at Hollywood Studios, but oh um, yeah. yeah, it's just a, it's just a mess. I feel like a couple of years ago they did a huge overhaul of Autopia. Um, they got a new sponsor for the ride. They overhauled all the cars, the like the whole experience. And I was like, oh, maybe they're going to make them like uh, electric vehicles because that would be like so cool. Nah, yeah. girl, go-karts. <laughs> no, <laughs> they are still gas-guzzling machines. Mm-hmm. Like, I realize there's a big cost involved, but like, if we're really going to dream about Tomorrowland and what tomorrow is going to look like, it's not yesterday's tomorrow. <laughs> the best example of that in Walt Disney World is Carousel of Progress. Oh my <laughs> gosh, right. You go to that fourth scene because, you know, it's going through the ages. Like here, here we are in the ye olden days and here we are slowly progressing. And then their their future world. Um, well, their future feels very 2008. <laughs> very dated, very thick TV. Um, yes. Their high tech uh, video game that they're playing is. Um, Looks like Flat Super Mario, Mario World 3. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, the daughter was- literally says, you don't even have a car phone and that's cringy so no yeah they had that um in disneyland i can't remember what it was called but they had like a home of the future and it had like an alarm system that had like a panel on the wall that you could like disable the alarm and i was like everyone everyone (laughs) i I have that in my home like comcast will install this for free right (laughs) (laughs) and then sometimes if you if you if you pull this lever your toilet will flood (laughs) there's water in the toilet in the toilet you you no longer have to poo in this hole in the ground Yeah, I I just feel like Tomorrowland in general um, will probably never get the overhaul that it deserves and that it needs so badly. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's uh, likely to never change. Except that in Walt Disney World, we're going to get Tron soon. We're not going to get any updated, like, paint jobs or, you know, doohickeys in in the actual (laughs) Tomorrowland. But we're going to get a You're going to get a coaster. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Okay, Terry, you're up. Okay, so I am going to pick uh, most reliable. And the reason I was laughing during Sage's like wild card uh, <laughs> is because I picked Africa for most reliable. <laughs> <clears throat> because um, everything in that land is consistently quality. Like you have Festival of the Lion King quality you have gorilla falls exploration trail quality you have the like the safari quality like sometimes 
fair. <laughs> I personally have never had a bad time on the safari, but I think that's because I truly enjoy like that experience. Um, even when it's not like when you're not seeing as many animals as you want to see, um, I'm still sitting there just being like, man, this is wonderful. I also took it kind of literally because I don't think I've ever seen the safari like shut down, even in like like when they shut out shut down the outdoor rides for weather um each one of those vehicles is grounded so they can continue running without any real like safety issues which is i thought was kind of cool um but like literally just everything shops are lively um quick service is is good like every everything just feels very reliable to me and like it's comfortable for me personally. And that's why I picked Africa as most reliable. <laughs> well, I guess we've got to bring it to a vote. So everybody, if you want to, if everybody wants to write it down, put it in the, into the shoe box, your votes will be tallied. <laughs> and then I'll print it in the Dizhawk yearbook. Yeah. Do you remember when the, um, the Kilimanjaro Safari though, do you remember when it was like really morbid? When it had the poachers? It was, yes. it was way better then. <laughs> it was scary. There was excitement involved. There was a conflict. Like uh, that's my that's my issue. That's my issue with also, uh, uh not uh, what's the oh uh, Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair at Magic Kingdom, is that you want more murder? <laughs> more murder. <laughs> no, is that there's no conflict. The thing yeah. about the castle shows that are there is mm -hmm. that oh Mickey and Minnie and the princesses and then pirates and then villains oh no the villains are gonna take over how do we stop the villains dreams come true villains are gone we did it yay uh royal friendship fair is like princess and the frog and we've got no problems here's rapunzel show over and that's it <laughs> the end and that's and how i, I feel still watching <laughs> and that's how i feel about uh uh as beautiful as it is and i love uh kilimanjaro safari it was so cool to be like oh we get to go save a baby elephant from these poachers and we do it and it's awesome i think that's i just think it's cool but didn't it's been a minute because i i wrote it when it was still in you know poacher form but wasn't there like a dead animal on the side of the no, like, they, and that's why they had to take it out? Like it was I, not I a really, real dead animal, but like a a prop dead animal. I think maybe or the early early stages. I don't think that it was that. I think they took that out because I, I think they 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 said that like the poachers got um little red little red's mom little red was the baby elephant mm -hmm. he said oh they got little red's mom they now they have little red we've got to go save her and then and then like literally we like the, the like the the van would be like driving in this river and then you would see this giant poacher car just like zoom past you and it was super cool and i was like oh my gosh we could die and that was <laughs> it's you know. like the fast and the furious on the great on the, like the backlot tour at Universal, where you're yes. like the bad guys are coming. We gotta go. We gotta hide. We gotta hide in this party right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. How dare you compare Except, that ride? Yeah, how dare you compare those rides? Take it back. <laughs> the first time I ever rode that ride, it glitched. 
So we got stuck like in the garage in the party scene for like 25 minutes. And I was like, it just kept looping these girls like dancing. And I was like, how long are we going to be doing this? Meanwhile, the husbands are like, I'm feeling content here. (laughs) We'll just just hang out here. (laughs) Oh, Universal, we love you too. Um, So this is really funny. My, we're only going to talk about two lands today. Oh my gosh. No, really? So my next, or my first, yeah, my first superlative. I forgot the word already. Gosh, what time is it? Okay. I know. I'm sorry. My first superlative is biggest drama queen. And I just like to hand that to Tomorrowland. So. <laughs> I mean, let's think about it. First off, we have Carousel of Progress. Bless Carousel of Progress. I love that experience like so much, but oh my gosh, needs major maintenance, like just needs a major tune up. And so that part is always dramatic because I ride that ride. And sometimes it'll work just fine. And sometimes it's like John's arm is behind his back and his head's glitching. And I have to watch the scene three times. So, and then there's People Mover, who is a drama queen uh, on her own. Because, you know, it's like, I'll run for a little bit. No, I'm shut down. And I'm going to be shut down for a long time. And I want all my loyal fans to miss me before I open back up. <laughs> Honestly, People Mover is me. <laughs> <laughs> it's why you bond yep. with it so much. I yep. bond with it. And then, and then I have to make a grand entrance when I come back onto, right. onto the scene. And, you know, Tron is going to be amazing, but it's taking its old sweet time to, you know, get places because, you know, she's not going to hurry herself. She's going to come here whenever she wants. So, um, Speedways not budging it's 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 kind of like what liz said not gonna not gonna update not gonna change the way it is it's just gonna be there it doesn't matter if it's boring um so we also we get alien encounter the extra terrestrial we traumatize the children in that (laughs) that one show that um that tomorrowland used to have and then, and then they're like, okay, fine. We'll put Stitch. It's a cute alien, but it's still going to get in your personal bubble and make you feel uncomfortable the whole time. And, and then people still don't like it. And they're like, fine, we won't have anything. Mm. And it's just, it's just an empty show building. And they show Stitch there sometimes, but lately it's just empty. And they're like, no, we're not going to put Stitch anywhere. You didn't <laughs> want him right here? He doesn't get to go anywhere. <laughs> and, and, then, and then, like... I just gotta give a special shout out to Sony Eclipse over at the line. <laughs> like, because <laughs> Sony Eclipse, he's lived a hard life, man. He's got quite the backstory. If you sit sit in like, oh shoot, what is it called? I, I almost called it, thank you. I almost called it the lunching pad. I was like, that's not it. Um, 
cosmic rays you send cosmic rays and you like go through his whole spiel you're gonna learn like you know like he lived in new york and he was living underground to avoid <laughs> these methane clouds and, and he has this love song for his six-eyed girlfriend and he has all these you know just a drama king on his own yeah as a person that's never experienced this this is the weirdest thing place you could have ever described to me absolutely and, and that, yeah. that's not even mentioning the part in the show where cosmic where uh where uh sunny eclipse holds up the doll and says this is where uh where did the doll where did the bad man touch you get out of and here just- <laughs> i was listening i was really listening <laughs> why I think that not only is, does Tomorrowland deserve the superlative for, for never changing, but also the biggest drama queen. And you know what? Still one of my favorite lands of all time. Uh, I just, I love, I love Tomorrowland. So. Why is, why is Tomorrowland me a drama queen that will never change? <laughs> But still one of Bria's all-time favorites. Okay. <laughs> okay. Out of the four of us? <laughs> one? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Let's go around again. Let's do this. This is kind of... um. Yeah, okay. This I, I don't I don't think I cheated, but I like I made two lands kind of its own thing. But it's kind of one big land. Alright, doesn't matter. Alright. My next superlative is biggest flirt. <laughs> AKA, AKA the biggest tease. Um and <laughs> I went with Future World and Epcot. Um and yeah. here is why. Now, pre-construction, I'm talking about pre-construction, pre-COVID. So you have some really uh, some really okay you just have, you have some tractions that should be really good they like re- they look really cool on the outside and then <laughs> so much yes innovations we I know you out I there's interventions obviously uh I did like a lot of part about I, I mean I did like a lot about uh interventions but I know Terry loves Mission Space, but people <laughs> do not like Mission Space. Uh, Test Track, again, is not one of Bria's favorites. You know, um, Journey into Imagination. Uh, like, again, outside, like, you're like, what is this upside down waterfall? The Figment. And we've heard so much about him. Like, everybody's like, Figment, we love Figment. And then you go in and you're like, what is this creepy guy on the face of a moon? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the sea with Nemo and friends. It's like an Omni mover where you're watching video screens. Like, it, it, so don't get me wrong. There are a few hidden gems. Like, obviously, you know, you've got, you know, you've got Soren, you've got the land, you know, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, we've got Spaceship Earth, this, not, not including any of those. So anyway, but the, and, and that way, I feel like, that they're the biggest tease because they're like, come on into my building, psych. Um, <laughs> anyway, but all right, not now, now during construction. Now we're talking about uh, in co- either in COVID times, post COVID. So they built this preview center. They build this preview center where you can go in to this like little circle whatever room and you can see that what the new epcot they're they're revamping yeah. they're revamping everything they built this really cool preview center so they, and they have some really cool ideas and things hopefully coming but then when you leave the preview center 
walls. Only walls. You're a rat in a maze. Walls. <laughs> Again, I say wrong. about that at night. <laughs> Again, I preface what a tease. Uh, okay, and then construction. Uh, construction keeps being pushed back. Yeah. What a tease. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, we're going to have a Moana, a, a Moana attraction. It's a rock garden. What a tease. <laughs> <laughs> but it is going to be the which, best dang water garden right. thing They ever. just started construction on that. That just started. Yeah, see, that's Ta -ta! what I'm talking about. So again, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of great things about Future World. We got Spaceship Earth. We got, I love Sorm. I love living with the land. There are moments where I do like uh, Journey into Imagination just because it's weird and like, oh, this is cute. I've, I've, I've had enough tequila. I can ride this. <laughs> um, you know, things like that. But, you know, I, that's why Future World in Epcot is the biggest flirt or the biggest tease. Is the land really part of Future World? It is. It's called yeah. part of like Future East or Future West. I forget which one is which. I just feel like I, anytime I refer to like the different sections of Epcot, I'm like, well, there's the World Showcase and there's Future World and then there's the land. <laughs> like I yeah. give it its own category. The <laughs> land is a like pavilion it. and like Future East or West. I forget which one. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, there, there we go, kids. You know, what a tease. What a tease. <laughs> Liz, how are you going to follow up with that? All right. So I have Class Clown. Yes. Um, And I feel like, like everybody knows what a Class Clown is, obviously. But I feel like uh, the Class Clown is like kind of entertaining and funny. And you're like, oh my gosh, look at that kid. And then like it gets old really mm -hmm. pretty quick um oh, so i have chosen toontown okay yeah okay. <laughs> fair. Fair. that's fair i feel like magic ghost coaster <laughs> yes i feel like at first you're like toontown oh my gosh it's like you're in a cartoon and you have the rubber jail bars and you have the phone that rings and you have the like, you know, you have all the cartoony stuff and you're like, this is cool. And then you never go back again because it's just, it's, it's old hat. It's a lot. <laughs> it, it, I, I just feel like I, I never, I never go to Toontown ever because I'm like, well, it, it was cool. I was just about to ask if you go on the Roger Rabbit ride, and then I was like, oh, wait, it's a spinny ride. Uh, so I have been on it. I have I have sacrificed <laughs> and ridden that ride. You can make it so it doesn't spin. Like, you can make oh, it spin true. more. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I would... I would not voluntarily go on that ride. <laughs> I actually liked that ride when I went on it last... Uh, in I had fun with it. I thought it was good. And, and yeah, it's I'm cute. Tired. Yeah, when you want to spin because you're like, go. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So I feel like it's kind of, um, it's cute, but it's also kind of like hokey. And people go there because you know you're going to meet Mickey Mouse. Like you don't have to try and find him. You know he's going to be at his house. You know he's going to be there and you can wait for 47 hours to meet Mickey Mouse in there. Plus, I posted a TikTok today about the ridiculous fight 
that was in Toontown yes. in, yeah. in 2019. And oh man, what a mess that was. So Toontown is the is the guy at school who would pull down your pants and laugh at, laugh at it. <laughs> we all thought it was funny, but then we have to remember that there's still some kid at school with their pants around their ankles. Scarred <laughs> for life. Scarred for life. <laughs> yes. So there you go. Toontown, class clown. Okay, Terry, go for it. Okay, so my next one, I'm going to go with quietest. Okay. So the land that is most quiet. Um, and let's see here. <laughs> I got super specific. Um, and I also have a runner-up because I like honorable mentions. Um, my honorable wow. me- honorable mention, I can't speak. It's so late. Um, but my honorable mention is going to be Morocco in the World Showcase. Um, I genuinely think that is, like, the most quiet of the pavilions. Like, A, because most of the time no one's there. Because <laughs> like, they be took real. away the... The only reason people went <laughs> they there. They did. They sure did. Um, but it's, it's that's also... the reason people went there. <laughs> Some people. Oh, like, Come on, everybody. Got to go to Morocco to see the big pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think like it's the most chill. But if we're really going to like talk about the quietest place on Disney property, in my personal opinion, at the parks... Um, how many of us forgot about Tom Sawyer's Island? Oh gosh, yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I So when I first became a cast member, I was like, I haven't been to Tom Sawyer's Island in probably 20 years. I'm going to go. So I hopped on the little like raft. I went over to Tom Sawyer's Island and I hopped off. And there were maybe like six people on that island. <laughs> Mm-hmm. when i got there i was like okay cool okay. um i remember why I <laughs> exactly but i was like walking around there's a whole like mine shaft like area that you like walk through and it's supposed to be like dark and creepy but like it's even more dark and even more creepy when you cannot hear literally anything outside of the ambient like wind rushing through the mine like the caverns and you're like i might die here at disney <laughs> this is gonna be great um but so literally it's not, it's, like, not a, it's not a positive quiet thing for you then terry it's a negative positive. no negative i mean quiet, thank you. to be fair it was neither said positive nor negative um the morocco one more positive tom sawyer's island definitely negative <laughs> but um like even when you're on the island and like you can hear the mark twain go by um the only reason you hear it is because of its whistle like and that just feels like ambient sound on the island like it's not like oh we're making a big deal here goes the boat um like the haunted mansion you can see it from across the rivers of america but you can't like hear anything like it it feels like you're in a weird very quiet bubble and i was not a fan (laughs) so that is what i'm going to give like as actual quietest tom sawyer's island all right that's fair honestly that makes me want to go to tom sawyer's island just for like like i feel like the reason that nobody's over there is because it's so inaccessible like yes uh, like it's that boat like because Mm -hmm. i have to wait to get on a boat to get on a to to get to an island where there's not a lot happening i was like if there were like an underground hallway you know yeah, <laughs> if there was like hallway, 
like a bridge or something that went over right. the boat or like that you could do a drawbridge type scenario but i'm honestly shocked that disney hasn't done anything more with it like i don't know yeah oh, that's that's the next imagineering section there we what, go. What do we do Harry, get on it. Yeah. I mean, I have ideas. <laughs> Harry's like, just put me to it. I've got Sign this. Sign me up. It, and it's only Cusco again. It's only a Brazil. <laughs> we just change all of Disney to Cusco. Cusco-topia. It actually involves Princess and the Frog because it's close to Ooh. Splash Mountain. But that's that's a, a conversation for another podcast i love what that idea tease. you're so much like future world from <laughs> <laughs> what a tease what a tease <laughs> all right guys my next superlative i'll be handing out is for overachiever and this one goes to galaxy's edge in both disneyland and hollywood studios i'll give it to either of them uh, first off, this is the most immersive section um, ever. Like, they do a great job of just being like, you are in Batu. Don't even for a second believe you're somewhere else. You're in Batu. And um, they even have, like, on the Disney Play app, um, it's super um, interactive throughout the entire uh, section of the park um, where you can scan things, collect cargo. Um, you can start learning Arovesh. This is where my followers will scream at me because <laughs> they, have, when I called it the Star Wars language in one of my TikToks, it, the Star <laughs> Wars fans came at me and were like, you don't know, you don't know this language already. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I failed you. Um, <laughs> but I use that app. Yes. I, and I'm not ashamed because. I'm learning. And um, plus they've got such a like unique food and drinks. And it's like every like all the foods tell a story. And even when you don't like the drinks, you're going to order them anyway. Um, like blue and green milk. Like even when they're not great, this part goes above and beyond to be like, but you want it. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, I do. I've got I've got to pay for this so I can take a picture with it. Um, and I have bought Disney water from <laughs> from Galaxy's Edge. So because it had the Star Wars language on it, right? So, <laughs> it, it tastes different there. It doesn't, but it's fine. Um, plus, like the rides are out of this world. <laughs> Get it? Oh <laughs> boy. Uh, first off, you get to fly your own Millennium Falcon, or you get to, um, yeah, you get to pilot, or you get to be a gunner, or you get to be an engineer. It's just like the next level mission space. Um, the first time I wrote it, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. And then like the third time I wrote it, I was like, this is one of the best rides ever. It just like, it, it kind of goes back to that wild card concept too, for <laughs> like Sage had, because it's like, but for a ride, because I'm like... Uh, I really, really enjoyed this ride through now. And the first time I was like, eh, it's okay. So, but I mean, just whatever it is, whether you enjoyed it the first time through or you kind of liked it or you loved it, you're still in the Millennium Falcon, which who knew that we'd be able to ever say that someday when we were watching these movies growing up. Like the that first time incredible. I like put it into hyperdrive, I was like, 
<gasps> it's so cool. It's yeah. such a cool experience. And um, and then Rise of the Resistance. Need I say more about that? It's a show. It it has high the highest quality animatronics. It's a it's a screen ride. It's a thrill ride. It's a dark ride. It's a trackless ride. It's a it has that story cue that's so immersive. Um, even the cast members are all like all throughout are part of that show. Like they're um when you're in the queue, you are still part of the experience. Like it's never boring to be in the queue because they are like hyping you up for this ride by um, making you a part of this resistance. Um, so yeah, I'd say Overachiever goes to our lovely shiny new Galaxy's Edge. Mm. All right, third round, ding, ding. So funny enough, uh, my <laughs> <laughs> no, hear me out. My so my superlative that I'm handing out is uh, best dressed, and originally <laughs> it was going to be Galaxy's Edge. Oh my god! <laughs> just because of the detail and stuff like that, but I don't think it's fair to give. Galaxy's Edge more awards than it needs. It doesn't. No, it earned these. It earned nope, these fair and nope, square. Nope, it's dead to me now. Um, <laughs> wow. So no, so I did have a I did have a second just in case because I wanted to feature as many of uh, of these as we could. So for best dressed, uh, I went with Pandora. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Yep. Because um, <laughs> say no more. Say, say no, no more. more. I no longer right. agree with uh, you. All right, Liz, go ahead. <laughs> um, so, the biggest reason for Pandora is honestly, it is dressed for day or night. You know what I mean? It is best dressed. So uh, it was like it was literally the reason that Animal Kingdom decided to stay open later because of the like bioluminescent thing that that they decided to do at night and uh um with with the creatures and the floor and even the um the bioluminescent uh sorry floor the lighting fixtures they change um you know it is it is actually two different fashion experiences day or night you know what i mean uh i, I i'm taking best dressed very literally seriously. <laughs> As you should. yes um Yes. Another reason uh, the Pandora is again on my best dress list, uh, superlative, is because the details in the rock work. If you, I know we've looked at the, you know, if if you've watched the Imagineering story, they talk a lot about rock work, which is sounds boring, but like what they put into it is just actually like they actually build like these giant rocks, these these floating rocks. Uh, and behind the scenes, in case you don't know, uh, behind the scenes is that so how they do the, the floating rocks. Uh, and if you don't want any spoilers, skip ahead a minute. Um, so all the metal, uh, so, so all the vines in between each of the floating rocks, those are actually just huge metal um structures metal they're, they're all metal vines and they're they're what's basically holding all of these to, to, to make it appear like they're floating rocks uh which is That's i don't so cool. which i don't think happens anywhere else in the country or world i'm just pulling it out of my butt but i don't know <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't... Know. have you been to the Bellagio in Las Vegas? Yeah, they don't if have there's a place that's gonna have that, it's probably that. 
<laughs> no, I, That's yeah, so I, random. I, I have the Bellagio. There's just these floating rocks. From I have. Everywhere. I have <laughs> been to Bellagio, to the Bellagio, but they do have really great cars, Liz. Um, <laughs> really great cars. Uh, <laughs> great representation of cars. Of cars. Um, also, it's really cool. You know, the like the waterfalls, the cascading waterfalls, and the forest perspective. Next time you go there, look up at the look at the waterfall at the very top. It's if like if you were to go be like be at eye level with it and get really close to it, it's literally just like a tiny, it's like a tiny fountain, and they're just it's like a little like, bloop <laughs> kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the further it gets to the ground, they have the add more water pumps, and it gets bigger and bigger, and bigger to make it look like it's coming it's coming from really high up so uh let's see um oh also like like uh bria mentioned earlier about galaxy's edge one of the best cues like you have mm -hmm. uh those they're all like it, it goes from this like really earthy like sci-fi kind of situation to, to then you walk in and now you're in this like crazy like lab with these creatures and these giant avatars and um and uh my last thing about it is that uh what terry is passionate about and so am i is, is telling the story mm -hmm. um pre-covid i don't know if you're uh, if you guys remember this but pre-covid they told uh kind of the story of pandora and the avatar with these like scientists like actors who were like na uh, navi enthusiasts and they would like talk to people and they would say hey you know, let me tell you the story of the Navi, and I feel like that was a cool way to, um, one, to, you know, stay dressed in the Pandora world because we we're talking about best dressed here. Mm -hmm. But also on the opposite scale, side of that, um, they also had the uh, those stilt walking actors who were on like the other mm -hmm. yeah. side of the war, like the scavengers, which was super mm -hmm. cool. Uh, and Flight of Passage may be the most beautiful ride I've ever been uh. on. It's a spiritual like experience. Like, it, it that's truly got That's got to be heaven, right? Like oh, the first time I wrote it, like when you like when you first went over that like that crest into that sunset, I like this is no joke. I literally think I may have cried. I was like, this I is did. amazing. I definitely I did. Definitely <laughs> did. Grow up. Uh, it's so it's not. Um, it's it's like Soren, but up close. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay, heard. Wait, you get sick on Soren? You get sick on Soren? There's certain parts I have to close my eyes. Okay. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah, but, but it's a little more intense than but Soren. You yeah. gotta just just pop some of your, your Dramamine. Dramamine and, and do it anyway. And then and then will. afterwards we'll just sit on Navi River Journey for like six hours. It'll be great. Okay. Deal. <laughs> right. When I rode the Hogwarts ride at Universal yeah. Studios. It's oh. nothing. It's nothing like that. It's way less, well, it's way more tame than that. That was like, I'm like flipping backwards around a spider going, I am going to barf my brain. <laughs> <laughs> spider everywhere. But long story short, that is why I think Pandora deserves the superlative for best dressed because it is fashionable for Very day good. or night. I agree. I agree. Okay, Liz. All right. Um, <laughs> for this one i picked uh something that i don't really know very much about but cool. it's the right choice so um you can maybe uh help me out here but uh the category is diamond in the rough mm -hmm. and um i've selected the world showcase at epcot heard okay uh, i feel like a lot of people skip that portion um or they're 
not very enthused about heading to the world showcase because they're like, well, there's like hardly anything to do. But they don't even know all of the goodness that is there. Heard. The food, the experiences, the whole thing. I mean, there's a country called Africa there. (laughs) Okay, listen. It's not... (laughs) We're not going there. We're not going there. Okay, but really, like, my dreams are made of the caramel corn. Um, so oh my god! Uh, in Germany, oh, yeah, in Germany. So I've, I've never had it, but I have seen and I have heard it's tales. So it is like at my at the grocery store the other day, they had Werther's caramel popcorn, and I was like, I am buying this, full knowing it will taste nothing like the caramel <laughs> corn from Epcot, but but I'm gonna try, and it was not, it was not it. I I cannot wait. To figure out a way to send it to you via your P.O. box. Yes. Right. One kernel oh, at a time. For that, I will give you my real address. <laughs> oh, scandalous. Oh, my goodness. But just to branch off of that, Liz, because I feel like uh, what for, for that to be a diamond in the rough, I think maybe even more so for parents. Um, yeah. Because... A lot of times, if you're with kids, Epcot is not necessarily the park that you want to go to. Um, For sure. Because it is definitely more of the... I I mean, we've talked about it in our past episodes. It's more of the adult-centered park. I mean, you can drink around the world. You are tasting different, unique, sometimes very unique cuisines that are not chicken nugget or macaroni. (laughs) Solely. You have Um, to really appreciate you. Like you have to go into it knowing, okay, this is going to be an experience. Yeah. It's It's not like an entertainment event. So I think if you're going with like your, your adult friends or maybe even your kids that are a little bit older um that you're like yeah i know that this is going to be a really fun experience and i'm going to be really cultured but i think it probably comes as like a dime in the rough for parents who finally have kids that are old enough to actually enjoy that um and be like wow this actually is really fun and i don't have to worry about my kid getting tired halfway through and me dragging (laughs) them the rest of the way so totally yep yep so there you go yeah i agree a lot of people that I know won't uh, don't love to go to, especially if they're not like if if they're new to to Disney, they don't like to go. Oh yeah, let's like meander around these like countries. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I'm like no no, but like I mean like it's like it's quiet like Morocco. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you want you want to experience those things, and they're they're just not into it. So I'm I'm with you 100. percent Oh, I just love it so much. And it is the least crowded experience, like, for the parks, honestly. Yeah. Besides, you know, going to Tom Sawyer's Island. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Where you're in a ghost town in another dimension, so. Yeah, it, it, anyway, we've already talked about it. But... Yeah, why don't you talk about your next one, Terry? <laughs> yeah. So, my next superlative, um, I have most improved. And I had to, like... This one took me a while to, like, come to a conclusion for because I had to look at, like, different parks that had the same land in it and be like, okay, like, which one was the most, like, which one is the best, most improved out of all of 
the ones that we have. And what I landed on was Fantasyland, specifically at Tokyo Disneyland. Um, Tokyo Disneyland has, like, honestly, the technology at the Japanese parks is insanity. Like, Pooh's Honey Hunt is over there and that is like the most one of the most technologically advanced exactly but it's like the technology is insanity and that that ride was built forever ago like it was Mm -hmm. years ahead of the american parks like (laughs) even though they're existing at the same time blows my mind um I'm looking it up because I'm not familiar. Oh, it's awesome. You just need yeah. to watch the ride through sometime, Liz. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's um, so much better than what we have. I love it. Yeah, but... Exactly. Um, they also, they just expanded upon Fantasyland as well. And that's where the new Beauty and the Beast, like the uh, Bells yeah. Enchant- Enchanted, whatever they're calling it. <laughs> whatever yeah. the, it's a really long title. But um, the Beauty and the Beast ride is there and it has like a full beast's castle that you walk right. into for the attraction. Like I just think like they're doing fantasy land. Right. And it also has mm-hmm. like the classics as well. So like your Dumbo small world, all of that, but like it just has other things that just enhance fantasy land and make it that much more inviting and enjoyable for, I think all age groups like yeah, so that's my most improved. I love yeah. that. Is that the one that uh, I could be wrong? Is fa- is it oh, is it Mystic Manor? Is Mystic Manor? No, that one's going to be in Hong Kong. That one's in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that. is like my number one bucket list ride. Same. That's, yeah. that's the one with the monkey, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, me too. I love it. It looks so good. But yeah, that's that's most improved. I think I I want to try to keep it short and sweet. (laughs) I'm going to piggyback off of that, Terry, because my next um, superlative that I've got is teacher's pet. Okay. And I'm also giving this to Fantasyland, but I'm giving it to the one in Disneyland. Because if I'm thinking teacher's pet and I'm thinking teacher in general, like who would be the teacher equivalent to our Disney parks. Uh, I'm thinking Walt, who kind of like set the standard, taught us which way to go. And oh, it's, it's not Michael Eisner. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in his own ways, in his right. own ways. But it was rumored to be Walt Disney's favorite section, um, which could almost be solely proven based on his dedication of it. Um, on July 17th, 1955, this was his dedication speech for Fantasyland and Disneyland. He said, here is a land of imagination, hopes, and dreams. In this timeless land of enchantment, the age of chivalry, magic, and make-believe are reborn and fairy tales come true. Fantasyland is dedicated to the young and young at heart, to those who believe that when you wish upon a star, your dreams do come true. And, you know, I don't think any other land got that kind of dedication from... Um... Did all the lands get a dedication? No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, that settles yeah. that. I know. <laughs> Teacher's pet right there. Fantasyland was safe, so... Interesting. That's a good TikTok to do with, like, the, the mouth and the and the eyes and stuff like that, but you put it on the different lands, and they're all just, like, really irritated. Oh, my gosh. Fantasyland's like... 
(laughs) (laughs) I think Um, you're right, though. Yeah. Okay. Final round through. Let's go, Sage. What we got? It's me. All right. Uh, All right. So my final one is probably my favorite one because it's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) And it's my superlative is the participation trophy. (laughs) Hey, you're here. And that's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) My participation trophy goes to none other than Dinoland USA. Yes! AKA Chester and has really specifically Chester and Hester's Dinorama. Um, It should honestly have the least likely to drop out superlative, uh, but um, participation trophy should do. Uh, So, I mean, for those of you not familiar with it, it's literally a cheap carnival put in the middle of a Disney theme park. (laughs) The rides are basic carnival with with dinosaurs. The rides are basic carnival rides that are dinosaur themed. Uh, There are like little game booths like that you would play at a carnival game, but no one is ever manning them because no one ever goes to play (laughs) carnival games at Disney. Um, so also, also, no one knows the backstory of Chester and Hester's Dinorama. Uh, so the only reason that this is a participation trophy and not a least likely to drop out trophy <laughs> is because of the backstory. Is literally only because of the backstory, and it actually may give you some like Imagineer appreciation. I still think it's a dumb idea, but I don't speak for the brand or company. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, you could have you could have done better. All right. So, Liz, are you familiar with Chester and Hester's Dinorama? I am now. Okay. Yep. All right. So, Learning quickly. All right. Dinoland USA, right? Dinoland USA. So, the story of Dinoland USA goes something like this. In the early, like, 1940s, um, they call it Diggs County contains a uh, little more than ranch and farmland. It's just like, it's supposed, it's supposed to be like ranch and farmland. And we know that because we see like barns on property. Like look next time you go to Dinoland USA, look around because you, you'll see some like barns. This is, I'll, I'll be quick about this. All right. So here's the backstory. An elderly couple named Chester and Hester owned a rundown gas station and a few acres of land along the highway. Now, when you're outside of Preston Hester's, you can see the yellow, <laughs> right? Thank you, Terry. You can see the yellow and the root, whatever. It's a highway. All right. Uh, this allowed them to eke out a meager living. Okay. So they sold Sinclair gasoline. Do you know? Guess, you guys know what Sinclair gasoline yes. is? Yes. Okay. So it's a gas. Do you guys so- speak English? <laughs> No, I'm just saying Sinclair gasoline is is obviously the 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 gasoline brand with the dinosaur, right? Okay, which is interesting. So, in 1947, here's the backstory. Amateur fossil hunters found uh, some dinosaur bones in that area. Once their authenticity could be verified, scientists and grad students swarmed the area eager to discover their own finds and bones. And now an old fishing lodge, re- a restaurantosaurus became their gathering place and uh so so if if you're if you're if you thank you terry if you go it just keeps going right no listen if you go into restaurantosaurus you see the like it's like a dorm room like you see the hammocks and you see their like living areas so that's where all the scientists would they would gather uh so 
Oh, soon soon after that, the Dino Institute was founded when time travel was invented in the early 90s. The Institute erected a modern uh, building to facilitate the research to help subsidize costs and tours were offered to non-professionals, which again is dinosaur as we know it. Okay, meanwhile... Chester and Hesser could see others getting rich while their profits had only risen mildly with the influx of tourists. Now, listen, determined to cash in on the area's newfound wealth, they started selling souvenirs as well as gas. And that's Chester and Hester's Dinosaur Treasures, the gift shop that, that you leave out of uh, after you ride Dinosaur. And if you look around, you'll find like like little tidbits like like framed is their very first dollar that chester and hester ever you know like got from the gas station it's all very like they turned a gas station into a dinosaur place all right we continue okay sorry for anyone that enjoys it i understand this doesn't fit but like they could make this into cars land pretty easily no a thousand percent (laughs) But listen, so as profits decided to grow, Chester and Hester decided to build a small amusement park across the street from their souvenir shop, which ended up being, um, uh, sorry, yeah, so Chester and Hester's Dino-Rama. But if you look around, they very made it. They're, they're like, hey, Chester and Hester, they only own a gas station. This still has to be real cheap. So look at the floor when you're in Dino-Rama. It's very clear that they built Dino-Rama, Chester and Hester's Dino-Rama, on the gas station's old parking lot. Hence the white lines and the cracks in the actual cement. That's all planned. That's all planned. So a thousand percent, imaginers were like, hey, you know what would be super interesting? Let's build a crappy theme park in the <laughs> middle of our theme park and and give it a backstory that no one will ever know unless you listen to one episode of World of Diz Talk. <laughs> so, so what I'll say is, like, that's why it's a participation trophy. Because they, they kind of tried. They tried. They did. I apologize for the long backstory. They did kind of try. However, why? Why did you try? <laughs> what did you try like, for? Why didn't you just put dinosaurs? Why did it have to be a carnival? Like dinosaurs, just the idea of dinosaurs in nope. Animal Kingdom would have made sense. Right. No, we, no, we, we didn't need, need the carnival. We, yeah. we need the backstory of Chester and Hester and no, how they do. built a carnival on top of their old parking lot. It actually no. would have just made more sense to put the Dino Institute and have that be the center yes. of the thing instead of... Yeah, they went really... it's off to the side. Like, the exactly. main dinosaur ride is, like, it's just kind of, like, hidden off. The... It's like, you have to get Chucked through away Hester and Hester's. Exactly. <laughs> so, again, next time you're in Dinoland USA, look at all the signs, because they're there. Look around, look around. <laughs> at how yes. lucky, lucky we are to be. It's a meteor. <laughs> <laughs> and... Scene. All right, so that's why I gave Dino, uh, uh, Chester and Hester uh, Dino-Rama the participation trophy. Beautiful. I love it. Very good. Okay, my last one, um, I don't have a full backstory for. What? But it you is... get a C. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, it is loudest. And um, funny enough, I have chosen Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Man, of course we're all choosing Galaxy's Edge. I mean, it's our shiny new toy. So, <laughs> well, 
I, I kind of, um, I did it in a little bit of a negative way, um, being the loudest in that they never let you forget that you are not on earth. And like, if you have like a question, like if you're like, Hey, what time are the fireworks? They're like, till the spire. Heard of. Yeah. Like what? Just tell me where the flipping bathroom is. I, I'm about to pee my pants. Okay? Yeah, I, I was watching TikToks on that the other day where people were like, I, I literally have a medical condition and I need to know where the bathrooms are. And the, the cast members and Batu will not tell me. <laughs> like, I just feel like they're just not helpful. Like, I went to Docking Bay 7 and I was like, I need a fork. And they were like, a what? And I was like, I need to eat. <laughs> Give me the fork. Give me your space utensil, please. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's just, it's a lot. Um, and I feel like it's really in your face all the time. Like, I wonder how that cast member training process is like. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like they, they went kind of too far in the fact that, like, I can't get a Disney treat. In Galaxy's Edge, because oh, right. on Batu they don't have churros or popcorn that isn't chocolate flavor. Like, oh. right, I'm I, looking. I'm looking at this right now. So, Bright Suns equals Good Morning. Good morning. Right. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. so Good Evening is what? Anybody know? Dim sum. Right. Yep. Rising <laughs> yep. That's yes. Good job, Terry. It's rising. Yeah. It's, it's not dim sum. It's rising. <laughs> Uh, and the uh, la- and the land is on planet. The yes. bathroom is known as a refresher. refresher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what like normal guest? Is no one. Know? None no of one. us are gonna know no. that. Water. Nobody's, gonna, nobody's know. gonna know. They're gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really good video, actually. Uh, water fountain is known as a bubbler. Hydrator, no bubbler is the uh, of just of just north north British. northern people. Oh, you're right. Excuse me. <laughs> oh wait, is it not? British? It's still a different I'm planet. Sorry. It's not British. It's people from who live in the north. Uh, it's still a different planet. It's north fine. where? Like, like northern... New York, Jersey. Oh. Um, mm. a greeting for the resistance is. People fire. Sup. Ignite the spark. I've a never resistance callback to ignite the spark is. Light the fire. Good job, you guys. <laughs> Don't uh, quiz us on this. And then the last like other ones are um, if you don't want to say if you want to say I don't know, you say only the ancients know is stupid. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, we get it. We get it. We're in outer space. We get it. Just I like this also stop. an informal goodbye and a formal goodbye so you know when the cast members are being shady. So they're like <laughs> If it's an informal go- goodbye, it's good journey. But it's a formal goodbye, it's may the spires keep you. Oh, gosh. That's a lot. <laughs> that All sounds right. like a threat. <laughs> may, right. may the spires keep you. You. The thing is, is if it was, like, lingo that they use in the Star Wars movies, like, something familiar, maybe I would be, like, even then I'd be screwed. Well, but I, but you'd, like, be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that before. I don't know. I just feel like, oh, we get it. Go for it, Terry. 
All right, here we go. So my final one is most photogenic. And um, because I just felt like being Bria and I couldn't pick just one. <laughs> oh, um, you so you were indecisive. I know, I am. Y'all y'all didn't know. You thought I was joking. Here we are. Um, so my, I have an honorable mention because I don't know it as well as the other place, which is hilarious because I still haven't been to the whatever. Um, my honorable mention is the Gardens of Imagination at Shanghai Disneyland. Um, it is like a fresh take on the castle hub because mm -hmm. it is not just like a hub with the statue. It has like attractions. So Dumbo, uh, the Fantasia Carousel, Journey to the Crystal Grotto, like this, the castle walkthrough, those are like the attractions within what we would call the castle hub or the gardens of imagination. Um, if you look up concept art for it, I actually didn't look up real pictures. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but if you look at the concept art, it's like, um, it's just a big old garden with like a carousel. There are like some cherry trees and like the castles back in the distance. And like, there's, there's a lake or like a pond in the middle of the garden like it just it literally looks <laughs> uh so like storybook picturesque and mm. like it's the storybook castle i'm trying to remember shanghai i needed to do more research about shanghai but the castle has something to do with like storytelling also there's it's so cool it's so pretty so um, pretty but and bedazzled yes Yes. Um, the place that I picked for real for most photogenic, um, surprisingly enough, is Cars Land out at DCA. Yeah. Um, I honestly think, like, and it's funny because I have not experienced Cars Land yet um, in person. So I've really only seen it from other people's pictures and, like, POV videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But, like... Every single picture I see in Cars Land, even, like, not even the great picture spots, um, you get a good photo. Like, yeah. no matter where you are in that land, like, you can literally be like, hey, look, it's Flo. Oh, <laughs> there's Fillmore. I'm at the Cozy Cone. Like, we're in front of, um, oh, no, what is, what's the statue? Stanley. Yes, Stanley. Like, it just has all of... It's so immersive, and you get a cool experience and a cool photo. Like, you can make incredible photos there all the time. And, of course, the photo op right in front of Radiator Springs Racers as it goes by. Like, come on. Um, I was really nailed it. in front of a gas pump, and I took a great picture there exactly you, oh. you just give me serious 90s like montage vibe though you're like oh here I, oh there's Fillmore Stanley that's it's funny because again I haven't been there but that's what I imagine my experience is going to be like it's like I'm gonna walk in there. I'm gonna take a photo I'm gonna move over here ride a ride I'm gonna take a photo. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna take a million pictures, and it's and gonna at be Halloween, awesome. It's so cute at Halloween oh, time. I see the Halloween. Oh, yeah. oh You so know bad. you're not allowed to go to Disneyland now, Terry, without all of us. Yeah. Well, true. I mean, I guess we all gotta go then. <laughs> Let's go. Liz is gonna go real soon. Right. I'm so happy. Only twenty more sleeps. Yay! That's awesome. That's so awesome. 
Yeah. So that is that's most photogenic. I think Yay. Cars Land. Okay, most. guys. Take us I'll home, Bria. Finish this up with our last superlative of the evening or during the daytime if you're listening to this in the morning. Sorry, I'm just assuming. Um, Only morning or evening now. Not in the middle of the day. Lunchtime no. is out. <laughs> no, if no. this is four o'clock, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Try again later. It's too late. You're too deep into the episode. Um, so we have most artistic and I just have to dedicate that to the entire world showcase at Epcot. Okay. So what celebrates the arts more than a literal trip around the world where you are basically immersed in so many different cultures and different artistic representations of those cultures. So from the architect to the colorful cuisines, the world showcase just really encompasses like that beauty around the world. And we literally get to take a, a trip without like having to fly to other places. Like we get just little samples of each of those places and we get that that artsy fartsy side that we so desperately what, crave. What did you call um, me? Artsy fartsy. <laughs> each area is so unique too. Like it, they're, it's not a cookie cutter area like they're just so different from one another because they really do respect each of the cultures um that they that each pavilion takes on in the world showcase and so um the, it's just breathtaking imagineering and let's not forget that they literally have in Epcot a festival of the arts. And yeah, that's true. You've got to walk around that world showcase and try all the different food booths, all the different drink booths. You're going to be shopping for art um, at the different uh, booth locations around the festival. Um, so yeah, I, I just have to give it, there's not one section that um, captures most artistic. They all deserve a shout out there in the world showcase. Awesome. That's great, Bria. So we had uh, uh, 16 superlatives and only chose five lands. So great I job, know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How did we do that? Well, guys, we finished up our yearbook. It, it looks great. Thanks for being a part of this journalism class with me. <laughs> What was what's the thing that people used to write in the yearbook? Like the like the the Wags. abbreviation swag, what? no swags. Swags. What was it? See you next summer. What was it? Have a great summer. Or have a great summer. with a kiss, or maybe that was a letter. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's something personal someone wrote to you, Bria. I don't think we need to. Oh, someone uh, once would write cow. No duck. Oh gosh, what do animals say? A cow quack? goes, cow goes moo, duck goes quack. I'm the first to sign your crack, and then oh, they sign yeah. in the middle of uh, yep. the yearbook, like that spine part. Mm. The crack. I like how Terry's like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, yep, it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, people used school. to write in, in my uh, yearbook, um, I I N F O I N L. Okay, what was, what was you, that one? You guys know what that is? I, I, no. I, I, N, F, O, I, N, L. 
If I'm not flying out, I'm not leaving. I was like, did you make this one up? Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I literally took the, I took, the time, I took the time to write that. To yeah, the, you did. Figure each first letter. <laughs> wow. I better write that one down, too. So how about we wrap things up by answering a question from one of our listeners. We're actually going to pull this question from Mr. Sage Starkey TV's um, Q&A. Yeah. Um, little TikTok corner. Yeah, you are free to send us any of your questions to any of our individual uh, TikToks as long as my Q&A is working at the time. I know all the rest of everybody's works but mine has glitched and the questions go bye-bye so i'm sorry if i insulted any of you by not answering anything anyway you can also uh, directly contact us at our world of Diz talk tiktok page and you can contact us on our gmail as well what's our gmail is <laughs> how did this get to be just my job <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i love <laughs> it <laughs> World of Diz Talk at gmail.com. Oh, it's man. great now. Now you're literally so... the only person that's allowed to say it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's such an easy. <laughs> anyway, so this question comes from the Disney fan 1955. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. If you could have any job at any park, what would it be and why? Bria, it's your episode. You start. Uh, okay, thanks, Sage. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, may I? <laughs> <laughs> Won't you? <laughs> um, so I actually, I've made a TikTok about this before, so I'm going to try to pull from that. I swear I talked about this on an episode before, but maybe I dreamt about it, so. <laughs> Good, and tell it... us more, Bria. <laughs> Listen, She's trying to talk for a minute without stopping, I'm without <laughs> actually saying a thing. <laughs> I'm trying to meet the word count in my essay. <laughs> yes. I really, 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 really want She's to be... showing us that she knows the full English language. <laughs> okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out three different ones here. God, we're never going to sleep. No, we're going to be quick. <laughs> the first one is that I want to be a parasol artist. Oh, oh yeah, you that. did say that. Yeah, I, I want to do that so badly, either in, I believe they do it in the France Pavilion in Epcot or at Liberty Square. I think those are the two locations. There might they be more. In New Orleans Square in Disneyland. Too. I would do that too. So um, the second one is that I would love to be I would love to be a chalk artist during the Festival of the Arts. And I know I've talked about that before because I talked about that in today's episode. <laughs> that literally just happened. Time is irrelevant, guys. <laughs> and then the third thing is I want to be the new Stacy. Oh, that was mine. You suck. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Stacy? is on at the hotels. I don't know if she still is. I think they might have taken oh, her the off. Girl a on the, TV. the Disney yeah. must-do's. She's yeah. the Disney must-do's. And I've seen basically <laughs> she greets you when you go into your hotel room and she gives you that warm fuzzy feeling because you know you're in Disney. <laughs> not not to be fair, she's not actually there in your hotel room greeting you. <laughs> she's <laughs> 
It's just, just it's all on the TV. You the warm fuzzies in your hotel room. I oh, see. I'm sorry. Is your hotel room not as special as mine, Sage? It's only on the TV for you. What are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of my hotel room. <laughs> oh my gosh okay who, who, so, wants to go, who wants to go next let's go with terry terry what you got okay so uh <laughs> if I could have any job in any park, it would be my old job back. I'm yeah. kidding. Um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, oh, I'm, I'm not kidding. Let's be real. But <laughs> if I had to pick another job that is not the Dapper Dan's, um, I honestly think I would really enjoy being a VIP tour guide. Oh, um, I want to steal that too. I'm going to put it as a fourth. No, option. you only said three. Let I, me I'm have mine. Four. <laughs> Copied and pasted over on my section. That yeah, no. So fun. I think being a VIP tour guide would be. It's like it's one of those roles that you get to create like a very specific, special kind of experience for some guests. And I know that sometimes, like those tour guides, they put up with some challenging guests sometimes. Yeah. Um, but like, I honestly think that it would be it'd be so worthwhile being able to provide that kind of magical experience for a family or a party. So, and I think I'd be really good at it. <laughs> You would, think, would be really good at it. I would yeah, go on yeah. the tour. Yeah, you have to go online. Uh, mm, we'll we'll have to check right. see if I see if I'm booked. Wait, <laughs> all right. Liz, enlighten us. Okay, um, I am only going to say one, but there are about eighty-five that I would like to do. Um, True, but okay. I. I have always said uh, that I would like to be a candy maker Aww, yeah. mm. at the Candy Palace on Main Street or in uh, Pooh's Corner in Critter Country. I forgot the name of it. <laughs> um, and uh, because I would be like, okay, one for the store, one for me, <laughs> one, for the store, <laughs> one for me. Nobody's going to know. Uh, they're never they're gonna, gonna know. know. No one's gonna know. <laughs> Just a I little think, quality control. That's right. I think it's a uh, pretty self-explanatory why I want to do that. But I, <laughs> I, I think it would be fun. Um, and I always love to watch them make the different candies like through the window, and I think it would be fun. So maybe one day when I retire, I'll retire to Anaheim and be a candy maker. So I obviously I'm gonna go the Terry route and decide to do something that's not performing because that what fun is that? Because we all know why I want my job back. <laughs> um, so what I will say though is that it's still in the it's still in entertainment. Uh, my, I'll, I'll say two things uh, since since Bria got four apparently. Heck yeah! Uh, um, my show. I would I, I would love to be a show director. Um, mm. at Disney I think I think that's something really cool about you know um, I don't know just like being able to 
create the magic as opposed to just perform the magic. I think that's something mm -hmm. kind of cool. Um, and then also, I'd, I'd love to be the CEO. So there's that. All right. Um, <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for joining me for another awesome episode. If you'd like to find us at our social media handles, I am Bibbidi Bria at TikTok and Instagram. And you can find me, Terry, at the most dapper fella on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm Liz. You can find me at Chim Chim Churro on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm Sage Starkey TV, and you can find me there on all social media platforms. You can also, I said this earlier in the episode, but just to remind you, you can follow us at our personal World of Diz Talk channels on TikTok and Instagram. And you can also email us at Where is Where Liz? Liz? Liz, tell us, Liz. World of Diz Talk at gmail.com. Uh, no one does that like you do, Liz. I, I know. Thank you. Right. Thank, you. Thank you. We were so thankful to have you guys as a part of our show. Thanks for soaring with us. Good night, everybody. I can literally see your eyes start to close, Bria. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. I have fallen right here, and you guys are like, all right, guess it's over. It's done. <laughs> Good night. I liked it. <laughs>